0: Contest? Oh, please, there's always a contest with an ex. It's called, Who'll Die Miserable? Miserable. Miserable. Hey, it's me, Esgy B, and welcome to my podcast, Call Me By Your Ex, where I talk about surviving life after love in Paris and anywhere. So, as our title goes... I dated a creative director and all I got was this lousy t-shirt, no literally, he gifted me two t-shirts in one month, I think the amount of time we were dating but let's back it up shall we? So I met this guy on Hinge in October uh, just after my vacation, I came back to Paris so he approached me with a very enthusiastic message, which is very rare uh, for the Paris dating scene. He said, "You are gorgeous. Would you would like to meet with you?" Uh, the fact that he said this in English also ticked the box, uh, to be honest. Um, and then we started talking, and I told them to to like slide in my DMs and come to Instagram, as I hate to chat on Hinge. Ironically, flash news. No one on Hinge wants to admit they spend time on Hinge. So after you match and exchange a couple of words, if you see there's kind of something, I just invite them to Instagram because like I I just can't be that person who is like chatting on Hinge. So anyway, we exchanged a um, couple of words on Instagram as well. Like uh, we realized we have some common people, um, and then we made plans to meet on the same week on thursday so maybe like after like four days so but i don't know why uh i sensed that like i would have a nice date with this guy because like according to my stalking he had taste he seemed legit like as a creative director i mean you know like sometimes just people like throw out some titles uh, and i'm like i'm not proud of this but i'm unfortunately a sucker for guys who are in a creative field um and i told them to meet with me at this wine bar in the 11th uh district in paris and in case the date goes well i also made reservations at my favorite french brasserie in bastille it was been such a long time i haven't been there and i really like to do like these like different things like this, like f- funny let's say vibes i mean you will not go to a super chic like brasserie on the first date but i think when the mood is there you know like you just like can do something like that it's almost like a yeah sometimes i feel like i'm playing my in my own independent movie but anyway so we finally met um i uh went straight from work So I didn't put, like, any pressure on myself, honestly, like, how I should look like or whatever. Um, And I was a bit late, so he was waiting for me outside, smoking. He had his sunglasses on, which was a bit weird for 8 p.m. But, hey, creative directors, right? Like. What can I say? So we went inside and I ordered myself a glass of orange wine and he took a gin tonic, which was old for me, you know, like, you not I mean, you don't see that like gin tonic is such a party drink in a way or like, I honestly think that like, if you just start drinking gin tonic at seven, like, what are you drinking? Like, it's just so heavy. I just like, it was like a bit old for me anyway. So we started to chat um, pretty quickly. He was, he was incredibly warm and like witty, quite charming. He had beautiful eyes and I asked him like why he was hiding those beautiful eyes behind those sunglasses. <laughs> and so we talked and I learned that he was divorced too, like me, so, uh, you know, we laughed at the coincidence, mentioned that it's not common because, you know, like I, I laughed at the coincidence because he was 31. And I'm 32, so I'm like, oh, okay, so you also got married earlier, um, I thought. So anyway, by the time I finished my glass, like my first glass, I knew I wanted to continue the date. So I told him I made reservations for dinner, and uh, we started to head to to Basti to the bursary. He really loved the idea. He got super excited and. We ordered this like massive plate of shellfish, like your clams, your oysters, your whatevers. Um, I got a martini still like I'm, I'm leading. I'm leading chic. I'm leading the way. And he again got a gin tonic anyway. So still, uh, he was very charming. So I really wanted to kiss him. So when we went out to smoke, uh, I kissed him and he was a really good kisser honestly i got more excited like you know that feeling when you know that the kiss is good and probably this is gonna be the next situationship uh for the next month or something so then we head back inside we ate oysters and kissed Then he took pictures of me you know like it's one of those dates that feels like oh we are we know each other for like 10 years it's like one of those like stupidity stupidity as uh, um and when i say that it's because it's so easy to get a burnout from um situationships like this because it's like so fast and so because something is there you just want to go with it especially me like i'm very fiery so if i feel good i will just want to like um take that more but actually, it's it's leading to a burnout. But anyway, this is just like a, like a bracket. And um, so after we were like, you know, he's taking pictures of me. So after dinner, we went back to his place. And he weirdly kept saying, like, I don't sleep with people on the first date. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, if you feel it, you do it. If you don't feel it, you don't do it. So we came to his place and he was not like... I don't know why he was saying these things because he was definitely not like what he was saying you know like it was so obvious that he wanted me that night and like it's okay you know like we are two adults and then like he set the mood like some candles and like i put the music on and he kept saying like you know this is like a sex playlist which is like it's a feel-good playlist but you know like whatever gets you going i guess um So we made out and had sex. It was good. He had a bit of a kinky side, which I kind of liked it. Um, And then, so the next day, he had to go early to the airport to catch a flight. So we got coffee together. And then he took my number before he jumped in his Uber. Uh, After he left, he messaged me instantly. You know, like, it's also, like, nice when you have those dates when you know it went well. And you low-key expect a cute text, especially if you had sex and the sex was good and if it felt nice. So it it felt good to to receive a message instantly. And then we chatted a bit, Uh, he boarded the plane, he sent me pictures without his sunglasses. So the same weekend, I think he was gone like, let's say two days two nights or three nights whatever uh, we constantly talked on whatsapp like in a cute manner though like not overwhelming so we talked about music sending each other tracks book recommendations film recommendations voice notes like he seemed worldly and someone i can share my passions with like when we were like sending each other stuff so that's also what i'm a sucker for um, and then after texting constantly over the weekend he was back in Paris finally so I went to see him at his place I was feeling really good about this fling especially after had, having such an amazing fling uh, at in vacation which I'm going to talk about in a later episode um, so I liked the way he presented himself you know like I went to see him he kissed me immediately um, but also like That's the thing about meeting someone new. You only see the surface in the beginning and then you go deeper when they let you. So the following days, he kind of let his past unravel too much, too soon. What I mean is like, I knew everything about his ex too soon. And I really think it's very childish to talk constantly about your ex on your dates. I mean we all know everyone has a past but like does our past have to be present while we are enjoying each other like of course unless you get triggered by something and you need to share out of vulnerability but constantly projecting your ex into the present is so off-putting especially like for the first dates but i gave him benefit of the doubt you know like i wanted to listen to him because i i'm i'm a very empathetic person like honestly when i want to um and so after he came back from his weekend um uh, he told me that he was going to milan and he invited me too and i was like oh i love these type of things like having an adventure with someone you know who you're enjoying your time with and it just physically feels good you know so we went to milan together yes i went to milan with a guy that i only known for like a week and a half. Um, So we went for like a long weekend, like Friday through Monday morning. And I've only been to Milan for work, so I have my opinion about it from a very scheduled agenda. So I was very excited to be able to enjoy it. And he seemed like he knew what he was doing. And honestly, as long as there is Italian food, nothing can demotivate me. And when I say he he seemed like he knew what he was doing, he kept telling me that he speaks Italian. Um, But later during the days, I realized that he actually doesn't speak Italian or he was like, I don't know, he was maybe shy. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, even I was more okay to speak Italian. <clears throat> anyway, so Friday, it started nicely, you know, like we went early to the airport, cuddling while reading on the plane, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> it's horrible. So the the weather was gorgeous that Friday. Sun was warming you. We took a walk. We went to Fondazione Prada we had cocktails and a panini and then we took a scooter and drove to uh, Navili. you know it was just like what i liked like just living life I, i'm behind that scooter the sun is on my face and I'm like oh I'm, I'm in my own movie and um then so like it's also a bit weird i know to to be be able to do those things with someone you literally just met uh but he w- I felt really chill with him because he was very self-obsessed. Um, uh, like, honestly, he you could not even be there maybe sometimes and it was okay with him. You know what I mean? Like those type of people. So I could live my own trip, let's say. But I will unravel those in a bit. Um and like yeah so where did the tables turn because there's a there's a point where tables are gonna turn the fact that as I said like I felt so chill about myself is because this person was um I realized over the course uh, of the weekend uh, because I mean in case you didn't notice I'm very observant um and thanks to therapy over the years I can still enjoy the moment while being able to observe the other person you know that i'm spending time with um and i observed and i realized some things about him that bothered me so much uh first one so this is actually coming this should have come before but this is the sake for the narrative right so the first one was before we went to milan he told me he lied about his age on hinge and i'm like what like and he it was apparently originally 35 on him, He was 31. So that's why I also told you guys that story about the divorce and the age. Uh, first of all, I was surprised because why would you get only like four years younger? Like if, you know, if you're going to lie, at least like be 40 and say you're 30. Because I can understand that, but I cannot understand this. Like four years? Come on, like if, at least have a better reveal, Right. So this was like one red flag because I have people in my life that I know who change their age and I honestly think that that is the most inconfident thing you can do about yourself. Like, yes, maybe it's hard to accept your age, but like, come on, it, it says so much about a person. It's literally a mirror to someone's soul if they're lying about their age, I'm telling you. Um, the second thing was that he was never really present as I mentioned before like or if he's present it was he was usually talking about himself and what he does but it's almost along the lines of like narcissism and he had his ups and downs in terms of like paying attention to what I was saying or the conversations we were having so it really bothers you when someone is like completely glazing over you all the time when you talk and it's always about them like them damn, them, them but in a way that is it's almost like he is this tortured creative director and like he needs to be listened and it's just like so performative in a way uh that I, I felt very tired uh after listening to the same things like three days. You know what I mean? Because like you can listen once and listen twice and then third time is like, okay, dude, like you're just like spiraling, spinning. Um so finally, uh after that, like the last day in Milan, um, he was really down. We were going to a restaurant that I was really excited about. Um, but the mood was like suddenly so shitty all of a all of a sudden, you know like um I didn't and by the way uh what I told you guys my my observations I didn't make it uh like a big like you could not read this from my face this is just my observations and I'm just like living my time with them as well cautiously but like these are in the back of my head so like there is no need for this mood in a way uh but the last day when we uh when we were walking to this restaurant the mood was so shitty I just didn't feel like this is fun anymore like it felt like I was in a two year relationship and we just had a fight and now we like have to eat together you know like that is the mood so I called him out on his mood when we sat down at the restaurant and he tells me his um ex just messages, messaged him messaged him uh, some film pictures that got developed from their holidays uh, this last summer I was like jokingly said, like, are they portrait or landscape? <laughs> and then I added, like, I love to be the, the rebound girl. So he took what I said so badly, almost like a child, by the way, almost like he wanted to make something more out of what, what I said. Like his expression was the expression of a 10 year old boy. I'm not kidding. Like someone took his football and when he was sharing the X information, he said that I want to say it because I want to be vulnerable. And I told them, "This is not vulnerability. This is just too much information." Don't get me wrong; I love exes. <laughs> I mean, clearly, I'm trying to build a career out of them, but this one is different. You know, when I date, I date to have fun and make memories uh, for me, and then for for life, and for like with the other person. So I don't need a downer, and especially someone that I don't even know that much yet to be, you know, like a helpful hand. So, I expected a more mature response from him, uh where you know he doesn't say anything to me and like stay in the moment enjoy, and then, if he wants to share with me maybe out of being honest later, I can take it, you know, but like come on, don't like ruin the moment, like come on, how old are you like sixteen and um and another big note, I really need to say this on record. I love now how straight men these days are using words like, you know, boundaries instead of rules. You know, like, they they don't want to say rules, so they say boundaries, like, to manipulate the situation. Like, in my opinion, I'm not saying that he's doing this on purpose, manipulate, but it's definitely sure he doesn't know the meaning of it. Um, And he's just saying words because when he said, like, vulnerability, I want to be vulnerable, you can be, like... This is just, you you are just saying, you're just packaging something else for your own good to make it look like something else, but I know the truth. So it's like, it's, it's actually very sad to see it like performed in front of your eyes. So this, all of this, everything combined was a big red flag over the weekend. So I realized that he's definitely not emotionally mature. Um, with a massive ego too. So I just felt like, okay, I should not take this guy seriously when it comes to dating regularly. And like, uh, I will just see, you know, whatever, whatever happens, but I'm not gonna uh, do anything further. So after I flipped that switch of not expecting anything. And when I say this, like before my expectation was to have fun, right? And it was not fun. So I decided that like, this is not probably going to be a fun hang uh, each time I see him. So I wanted to also test it a couple of times because I was not seeing anyone else. So I'm like, okay, maybe one more time I will see it. So we actually saw each other two more times after we come back from Milan once we had dinner together then went back to his place um and this is the this is the part um of where i get a lousy t-shirt so he had he said like i have a gift for you and i was like oh what what is this because like um i got excited because i got him like some records uh like a couple weeks ago like after two days we met because like i mean i love gifting especially when flirting you can be really cheeky and smart about it and you know, kind of like make your mark. I think it's really sweet. Um, so I got him like these records. And then he gives me this um t-shirt, and I he tells me like it's actually a merch t-shirt, like, you know, for one from one of his projects. So again, about him, it's always about him. So after that, like, um, yeah, we we slept together, but then I didn't stay the night. I just went back home. Did my day, did my routine. And then we didn't talk again. And then I, I remembered like I basically the second and the last time I saw him. Um, I was like, okay, I, I will cook for you. You can come to my place. And it was like a weekday. And I knew also like this is probably going to be the last time I'm going to see him. Because like this is going to show like everything to me in a way. Um, So I cooked at my place. And that day I got my period. Um, and I was like so much in pain, but I'm like, okay, I'm not going to cancel. You know, like, it's still nice to socialize. Just like get out of that, uh, too much working, um, routine. So I didn't cancel. And I thought like when he comes, I can tell him that like, you know, I am my period, so probably then he's not going to stay the night because like, it's so obvious that there will be no action. So starting from now, I'm going to list the things to you guys which show me um i made the right decision to not give this guy any mind so he came uh he came like an hour late by the way Uh, we started the dinner he complimented my cooking here and there but like i didn't care because it didn't seem very sincere like he seemed super occupied and he was always looking at his phone um like not really there but like I was literally like talking to myself almost. But it felt a bit like, oh. And the worst thing is I realized it's so easy to leave someone else's place. But like, I I don't like to create drama in my own apartment because I, I feel like I don't want to uh, mess up the energy in my at my place. So like, it's so hard to also like ask someone to leave, you know, like those type of stuff. Um, so after we finished... He said he wanted to go to sleep because he was tired and I was like incredibly surprised he wanted to stay. So and I couldn't like after that, how can you tell someone I wish I told them to leave, but like I couldn't. Um, so I wish I didn't because what happened after made me feel so sick to my stomach. Uh, but I'm going to but I'm going to share it with you guys. So we were are in bed, I was chilling, you know, like having my joint, he was like looking at his phone. And then he put his phone down and he started complimenting uh, my cooking and how amazing this evening was. And I, all I can think is like, oh, fuck, like I didn't enjoy it at all. But OK, like tomorrow morning he's going to leave and like it's OK. We are not going to, you know, speak again. Um, and after these compliments, there was maybe like 10 seconds silence. And then after the silence, he turned to me and he asked, so can you do anal sex at least? I'm like, I've f- guys, I felt so bad. Like, so degraded. I looked at him and I started laughing. I thought he was joking. He was not joking. Like, I'm... I don't think I've... I'm 32 years old. I've been sexually active since I'm... Is that a... Since I'm, let's say, 18. And... I've never heard this in my life from anyone that I'm hanging out with. Like when I was on my, when I was having my period, I always had like boyfriends or people that I'm, I'm sleeping with, uh, taking this in a very. I mean, I don't even have to explain myself. I don't even know what to say. You know, like I'm, I'm blabbering right now. Uh, fast forward this if you want to, but it was just like so bad. I, I should have kicked him out of my apartment after he asked me this question, honestly, but i I, I couldn't. and i I because I don't like drama and I don't like this bad vibes in my own place. So like, I didn't throw him out of my apartment. Um, I said, no, we slept next morning. We wake up. we had breakfast together. I was working at the same time. And I was still feeling like shit. and I just, like, I wanted him to disappear so that I don't have to, like, <laughs> message him or whatever. Um, and I realized I, I, like, definitely this is the end of the dating because I, I started to get angry at him. Like, angry at someone that I've just known for a month. Like, not going to work for me. And I think that whatever happened... The best part, the the most amazing part is like he showed his true color so quickly and I'm so grateful for it. And the thing is like with those type of guys, they have a peak of this uh, moment where they make you feel like you're the only one that they're interested in or like they're very interested in you. And then they switch so quickly what they don't realize is like when you're a smart woman you can see that this is unsustainable and they are acting very bipolar in a way Um, because they are used to kind of like dating these like younger girls who are kind of worshipping them so no dude but like this is basically like the best thing is like yeah he showed this true color super quickly and he doesn't even realize it like he thinks these are the things that make some girls fall for him. Like it's it's crazy. Um but yeah like this the bad the good part is this. The bad part is that this person is not a person who you can share your point of view on how he made you feel. Like he's not a person to reason with. Like he will maybe hear you but he will not listen you. So which is the biggest deal breaker and um yeah finally like what happened after is basically i only messaged them uh twice to like i have two t-shirts that i left at his place that i needed back um i'm hoping that i will get them back before this episode goes live um and he's that type of guy who will never message you back but will react to your instagram stories you know you my girlies know this So in the end, I realized I gave too much credit to these men who are on the surface, look like they have a deeper personality than what they just show on the surface. You know, you think there is more to discover like the sea or dare I say it, like an ocean. But in fact, they are just as shallow as a fake fountain pool in a shopping mall. You know, like those bad shallow shopping mall pools and honestly I don't want to be that person who throws in a quarter and makes a wish at a shopping mall fountain thank you for listening people see you on the next one bye